Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Well, they call him Leader Peter. He's one of the gun drivers in Queensland. Peter McMullen, Chris Barsby, he's our first guest. Good morning. Steve, again, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Uh, I want to uh, chat with Pete today because, uh, as we discussed earlier, Steve, track record, new track record established here on Saturday night. Black Sedan's taking the opening race, which was the free-for-all. He stopped the clock at 150 flat. The previous record, 150.4, which was co-owned by I'm the Mighty Quinn and Cruz. But we've got a new track record holder, and Pete McMullen was the man behind Black Sedan, steering him to victory. And he's online with us now. Pete, good morning. He's with us now, Chris. Good morning, Pete. Good morning. Check record run there on Saturday night, 150 flat. Congratulations. Yeah, pretty exciting. Yeah, very excited about it. Um, yeah, pretty amazing, really. Going into the race on Saturday night, did you think it was possible? Um, yes and no. Um, I sort of figured to win the race, we are going to have to go a pretty quick mile. Um, you know, and he, he seemed really well. He, he had a good week and uh, obviously he was huge week before and um, he warmed up good. Everything was really good. So, you know, I knew he was sort of ready for you know, a very fast mile. Okay, well, let's break it down quarter by quarter. That first week, 26-4. Firstly, did you think you would be able to hold Deus Ex? No. Originally, obviously, Deus Ex has been able to clear us a couple of times in the past and... Um, yeah, leading into the race, I didn't really know if I would be able to hold him out. And, you know, luckily enough for us, we were you know, really on song. He had a good warm-up and um, he, he was sort of ready to, ready to go. And um, so, probably didn't get out quite as quick as it normally can, which is probably just enough to give us a bit of time to punch through and, and hold up. OK. You got to the half uh, with the second quarter in 29-3. How did he feel at the half? No, he, he was really good. Um you know, obviously quick first quarter, but he, he did it really easy. He did it all within himself and never had to really open him up. And I was sort of happy to keep him moving. He sort of, um, you know, he, he likes to keep moving. He's a big horse, likes a bit of open space. And so he sort of kept him moving along a bit. And he uh, went through the half, you know, really good and, and didn't have to really bust him at all to, to get to there in that sort of time. And I, I sort of wanted to be moving off the backside there, um, you know, get everyone sort of stretching their heads a little bit and, and make it a bit of a survival of fittest. Okay. Down the back, you went 26-8. So was that a, a plan? Was that premeditated, that move, to really get them moving and chasing and stretching their necks, like you said? Yeah, a little bit. Like, um, you know, we've obviously done it in the past, and it's worked. So, you know, I was sort of more than happy to sort of, you know, go a, a quite a quick back stretch quarter. And, um, you know, obviously, he's, he's a strong horse. And it, once he's sort of moving, he continues to move. So, um, you know... I was sort of really happy sort of doing that. And at the three quarters, he felt, he still felt really good at the three quarters. And, um, you know, he, he didn't feel like a horse getting tired. So, you know, he, he felt like the winner at that stage as well. Mm. Pete, can I just ask you a question? I'm just watching the replay now. I notice you're leaning back a fair bit in the bike. Have you adapted your style a bit over the past couple of seasons? We see that a lot in America, don't we? Yeah. It, um, I'm sure you can create more speed by leaning back and, a bit in the mouth, um, obviously very aerodynamic as well. So I, I think it does help. Um, and obviously, it's what they do in America quite a lot. So um, you know, there's got to be a reason for it. And, and you watch, watch the Tim T trick and 
win the races he does and um, leans back almost sort of level, I suppose. So, you know, I, I'm sure it helps. Um, Is it difficult to do? Not really. I think it's actually quite quite easy. Some find it difficult, but, um, you know, I think it's really quite easy to do, to be honest. Mm. So how long have you been doing that for, just leaning back like that? Oh, look, I've probably done it all my life, I think. Um, at different times and different horses, it's easy to lean back further than others. Um, you know, if they're travelling well, it, it makes it quite easy to do so. Uh, if they're sort of off the bit and, and struggling to go, well, sometimes it can be a little bit harder. Cool muscles, uh, does, you know, obviously with your, your your stomach area, you're leaning back, so you've got to have that good core body strength, surely. Yeah, I think um, I think that probably just comes with doing it over time. Um, you know, but in saying that, we sort of use your whole body. I think you use your legs a lot and, and your shoulders and, and the whole lot. So, yeah, I think it's just something that comes, comes natural, especially over a period of time. At the top of the straight there, did you feel worried at any stage? Did you think that the, the, the cavalry was coming and you were going to get a run over or did you think you had them beat at the top of the lane? I was concerned um, about the 300 metre mark that um, when when the um, Angus decided to tip and roll, I knew it was sort of getting you the run to North your Hustler. I was, I was a little bit worried then. Um, obviously, he had a nice little suck along three fence and going to get a nice slingshot. I was worried he was going to be able to run me down, but you know, luckily enough, we had had enough sort of speed to carry us all the way to the finish. Mm. Last quarter was timed in 27.6. So originally it came up 50, and then it went down to 49.9. I'm tipping you would have been a little, a little annoyed that it wasn't established at 49.9. Yeah, it was a little bit disappointing. Um, you know, we're sort of seeing 49.9 on the board for, I think we're sitting there for a whole race, and that was pretty pretty exciting, really. Really excited about that, and then when you look at the results later on, they come up 150 neat, which you know, um, obviously it's only a tiny little bit in, in time sort of things, but I think it means a lot to break 50 or go 150. Yeah, absolutely. So you're the first dr- driver to go 150 flat here at Albion Park. You're coming off that record season last season, 315 went so many records, and now you've got another one. And just looking at it, you hold both track records for the Pacers, Black Sedans, 150, and the Trotter. The Trotter's record is Greg the Great, 155. You drove in that night as well. Yeah, yeah. No, it's um, oh, probably not something I aim to do, but certainly love to get out and go fast, and um, it's a pretty cool thing to be able to do. And I'm not sure we possibly even may hold the Mayor's or equal the Mayor's track record as well. Yeah, yeah, I think you might be right there. We'll double-check it. Uh, we'll get our man Darren Clayton onto it. He'll be able to confirm that. So you're the speed king here at Albion Park. That being said, Winter Carnival's just around the corner... Do you think it's very likely that uh, you know we'll see a, a sub fifty mile at Albion Park? Yeah, that's um, you know it's a bit, a bit disappointing for us. I think I, I'm near near sure we'll get broken over the winter. Obviously, the speed we're going these days, it's just we sort of get faster and faster, and uh, you know we're going to have some big races like the Sunshine Sprint, and it's very possible that um, it very well could get broken. So what you're saying is that the paint will only just be drying on the hub rail because we've got that tradition now where the track record holder puts their name up on the hub rail so everyone can see it. So by the time that dries out, that might be gone again. Yeah, well, fingers crossed for us. It can stick around for a while. But, um, yeah, I think it's likely that, you know, this time, you know, a few months' time, we could be very well 
breaking 150 at Albion Park. Yeah, Peter, just since the floods, uh, obviously it just took a while. So how long did it take from the when we raced back, that first meeting back to now, and we're running these this, these extraordinary times? Yeah, the, the track definitely has been a little bit sort of soft um, since the floods, obviously new material and that. And, um, it's probably only been the last sort of few weeks that you know really settled in. It, it still is, you know, as, an, as the program goes on, it sort of gets a little bit chopped up. But um, early in the meeting, like, you know, so they just go on first race. It, it was perfect. So, um, you know, it really created for the conditions there. Just picking up something you said there, they, they're just going faster and faster and faster. Why are we going faster and faster? It's just an obvious um, question. Well, I think in every sport and everything, you know, you know, every athlete, they push themselves harder and it's no different to horse racing. Um, obviously, you're always striving to win and to, to win, you've got to keep pushing yourself harder. And, um, you know, I think it's just sort of, the nature of sport in general, I think we just sort of got to keep improving. Mm. Obviously, we've got, got different technologies and, and different sort of, you know, different race bikes and all that sort of thing. So, um, you know, as time goes on, I think we are going to definitely get faster. Yeah, Andrew just saying about the sulkies. It was amazing, isn't it? It doesn't seem like that long ago when you go in the office at Albion Park and that all those photos up on the wall. If, if you broke two minutes, you made the wall of fame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually, um, I think there is still a thing up there at the Creek Bar now where you, um, if you broke two minutes, so your name's up there, but I've had to stop that because near every race happens now. <laughs> I'll tell you another one, uh, another winner for you on Saturday night that went extremely fast time was Adam Crocker. He went 51-3, uh, so within a second of the track record, the old track record at 50.4, so he was super sharp there on Saturday night. Yeah, he's another horse, you know, really loves the mile and loves to lead, and um you know, once again, I sort of knew we had to go, you know, a pretty slick mile to be able to win that race. And, and, and you know, we had to sort of keep moving to get their sort of next stretch in a bit, which we did. And um, he was able to hang on in a really good time as well. Hemsworth, another winner. He went 55-4. He got a pretty easy first half and then, you know, delivered the punishment over the final 600 metres. Any of these horses, are they attracting North American interest? Um, they haven't really thus far, but... I think, you know, I think the near future it definitely will happen. Um, you know, I, I know connections sort of a couple of those horses are, are keen to sort of send them up that way. So, you know, fingers crossed we can, you know, create a bit of interest and, and maybe move them on. And, um, you know, I'm sure sure they'd do a super job in North America. Right. But at this stage, you're just going to concentrate on the upcoming carnival with all three? Yeah, well, um, obviously Blacks of Dance is going to definitely head towards the winter carnival and, and hopefully he can sort of feature in some of the main races. Um, Adam Crocker, you know, we just, hopefully we can just sort of keep him ticking along and keep him to the short-distance races, and, you know, maybe North America might be on the cards very soon for him. And, and Hemsworth, um, you know, a little bit lower in, in his ratings, so, you know, fingers crossed we can keep trying to work this national rating system out a bit and continue to make some money before he'll probably have to get moved to North America as well. All right. Two others just from Saturday night I want to ask about. Uncle Shank, were you disappointed or were you happy with the performance? Um, originally, I was, I was pretty disappointed. Um, but then I think when you break it down and look at sectionals, and I, I think the winner is a very underrated horse. It has got good ability. And, and you know, he, he had the perfect suck along behind us. So, you know, he, he was entitled to beat us. And on the line, I think we were still pinned him back. So, um, you know, the splits are OK. He was first up for a while, so... All in all, I think there's some improvement. Um, but, you know, I think he is a better horse than that. But, you know, probably just got a pass. All right. And Majestic Simon, the trotter, 
would I be right in saying that there's a possibility that he could be uh, heading into state? Yeah, that's correct. Um, you know, obviously we haven't seen his best performances of late. And, uh, I think, you know, it's partially to do with his handicaps here in Queensland and, and, and I think, you know, just a change in scenery will do him well. So, you know, he's on his way to Sydney and hopefully um, he can sort of have some success down there. Okay. Would he be eligible for like a, a, a Trotter's MO type race down there? Yeah, I think he was supposed to be. Uh, maybe not. He did win a Group 1, so... Um, mm. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what he fits into, but um, yeah, at the moment, coming off the big handicaps, it's really knocking him around a bit, and he's lost a bit of confidence, and I think he just sort of needs to to find his way a bit. All right. Uh, you've got six drives today. Of the six, which one are you most looking forward to? Um, yeah, it's sort of a bit of a tricky sort of card today. Um, put a couple of our own in. First start and first race, well-bred Philly, but hasn't probably shown it. A whole lot, so fingers crossed she sort of puts the best foot forward today. And um, Riley Moment, I think think she'll race well. She's been racing well, just sort of things probably haven't been going her way. And um, got a couple of others later on, and a lot of drives for Graham DeWire and another one of ours. So fingers crossed they can all race well. All right, really appreciate the time. As I said, you're the speed king here at Albion Park, the Trotters track record, the Pacers track record. That was fresh there on Saturday night. Blacks advance throwing down a mile of 150 flat. So, uh, again, congratulations. A triple for the stable there on the night. And uh, we look forward to seeing you in action later today. No worries, Chris. Thank you. Yeah, Peg McMillan. Chris, can I just ask you this question? So, if this free-for-all went around this weekend, same field. Yep. And Blacks advance drew off the back line. And Deus Ex yep. they drew one. Would you be coming up with the Blacks advance or something else? Oh, something else. I think the barrier draws are important. Yeah, it, it seems that way, doesn't way. it? Yeah, if Turn It Up starts this week, you're tipping Turn It Up if he draws the front, front. row. Yeah. yeah. So, they're a good bunch. They're very competitive. They're very even. But barrier draws are just so crucial. Like, Speeches Silver, uh, he was clocked uh, in sub-54 his last half, and he's run, what, fourth or fifth? So, here you are with a horse that's going 53-6 or 53-7 their last half, and they're not even weighing in. Mm. So, it's just phenomenal at the moment. Yeah. But um it all goes well for the Winter Carnival. I don't think there's any sort of standout at this stage. Um, we keep talking about it. Spirit of St. Louis is obviously due to come back. Um, the McCarthy's are likely to have a few others. Maybe Wild West, Max Shard. Jilby Kung Fu was at the trials last night. Caviar Star is a Fremantle Cup winner. He was at the trials last night. So they're going to be good races over the next couple of months here at Albion Park. Yeah, absolutely. Just some hard gallops news, Chris. Big parade. Uh, Mark Newnham has aborted. It was one of the favourites of the Doom and 10,000. He wasn't happy with its trial, so no big parade for the Brisbane Winter Racing Carnival. Our next guest, Riley Buck, joins us. Riley, good morning. Morning. Thanks for having me. No, pleasure. Thanks uh, for joining us. You've got four drives at Albion Park today, and you've got a number of key runners. So let's go through them. We'll start with race two, horse one, Paddy Pants. This is the trotter, a son of Father Patrick, uh, he looks okay when you go through the record. He's had a couple of recent trials. What can we expect first up with him today, Paddy Pants? Uh, he'll probably need the run a bit today, but um, he's very well uh, gated, so he should step away quickly and put himself in the race. The the favourite does look the one to beat, but as I said, with his manners, he'll put himself in the race and be there about. Okay, first up since August last year, so he's had a good break away from the track. Yeah, he just needed to strengthen up from his three-year-old uh, campaign. He's just a bit weak. 
But uh, he's got the gate, so it's half the battle with the trotters, isn't it? Mm, too right. In that most recent trial, that was at Rickliffe, he took on the paces there. And although he was at the rear of the field, I thought he went well. He was beaten about 15 metres. It was just a sprint home. Were you happy with that effort? Yeah, definitely. Definitely come on from his first trial he had. And hoping he's come on even more from that last trial and should be there about today. All right. Well, that's Paddy Pants in race two. The following race, Carm Manor. This guy couldn't have been any more impressive on Friday. Mobile start conditions, and he, he just pounded out a really quick time and, and ran his rivals ragged. Back to the stand start today. How big of an issue is that going to be for Carmena? Yeah, he's probably more suited to the mobiles. He's a bit touch and go from a standing start. But if he can get away just with them, I think it'll be hard to beat. Okay. He was very good there on Friday. Yeah, he's, he's got his fair share of ability. He's just uh, hasn't been able to put it together quite a, since, since whenever he started racing. But his last few starts, he's starting to put it together and showing what he can do. Is it fair to say that you haven't reached the bottom of Carmanna yet? Like, there's still improvement to come? No, definitely. Um, I think the way he's going, he could might be able to shape up to some of the bigger races in the Winter Carnival if he uh, keeps progressing the way he is. Okay. If he gets away cleanly today, the distance is going to suit him. It looks like the further, the better for him. Yeah, I don't think there'll be any problem the distance. He just keeps... Keeps on trotting. He's quite a good wee staying, staying horse. So if he trots away and you're close, to, close enough with him, he should be hard to beat. All right. In race five today, uh, first up here in Queensland, the weapon. He's beautifully bred by Captain Treacherous out of Forever Gold. What are the expectations with the weapon here? Uh, he'll probably need the run today. He's been away from the races a long time. He's had a couple of trials. Been pretty happy with him, but he's quite a big gross horse so I'm sure a couple runs into his campaign you'll see more and better better races than today. Is the draw a concern? Is it a little sticky for you there on paper, gate five? Yeah, not not ideal but probably just uh, driving quiet today and hopefully he's hitting the line nicely in the end. Okay. Has he had uh, an injury concern? Is that why he's been so lightly raced? Yeah, he just is up early as a two-year-old and then uh, had a wee injury, so we've just been taking our time getting them back back to the races. Okay, but the ability's there? Oh, most definitely, yeah. He's got some ability, just hopefully his uh, injuries stand up. All right. And your final drive today is race seven, number six, Parama. I think it's only a matter of time before things set up for him and he can get over the top of his rivals because uh, his past couple of runs have been good and he can run a quick sectional. How do you rate his chances? Yeah, it's a handy field today, but as you said, um, once he just needs that luck and running where they got run along a bit up front and he has a nice sit on them and he can produce a real nice last quarter. So one of these days he'll, that race will set up and he'll be over the top of them. He's better suited on the bigger track at Albion Park compared to Reckliffe, isn't he? Yeah, most definitely. He's not the most clean-gated pacer, but uh, he gets around Albion Park quite nice. So, yeah, I'll be happy with him running on today, hopefully a top four chance. All right, so four good drives there. Which one are you most looking forward to? Uh, probably Carmanna. I'd say he's the best one today. Okay. Race three, number seven, Carmanna. Now, Riley, as we know, you've recently moved up with your mum and dad. You're based on the north side of Brisbane. 19 years of age, you've got over 30 wins against you, your name. How are you finding the way of life here in Queensland? Yeah, it's beautiful. And the weather, the horses love it. We love it. And, uh, 
yeah, just getting into the racing now. Have a fair few uh, in the next probably month that will start lining up. So looking forward to it. All right. You've been in Sydney, you've been in Melbourne, you're now here in Brisbane. Each state is very different, isn't it? Yeah, most definitely. Menangles, um, very different to any other track around in Australia or New Zealand. And Melton's a bit different as well. Longer races and don't run flat out all the, all the time. So I had a drove around all the tracks, so seen it all really. Yeah, how have you found the, the way of, uh, you know, the style that we have here in Queensland? As you said, we we like to go hard in our races. We saw a track record there on Saturday night. So were you surprised with the, the style of racing that we have here? No, I've always followed it. And, yeah, it's quite similar to Sydney. You just got to have your horses nice and fit and sharp, so keep running. So, no, it's quite a lot like Sydney, really. All right, good stuff. I really appreciate the time today. We'll see you in action later today here at the at the creek. Yeah, thank you.